Peter, my body today on this February, this cold February day, my body feels not good. And I, before we even get into the weekend, which, you know, I'm probably going to start it Thursday and I've got to be mysterious about it, but I got to say that it's not for lack of trying this week to get my body back to normal. And you'll understand probably why I'm in so much pain and it's fine. It's part of my life, but I occasionally remember that I am 31 years old and I had many remembrances this weekend that I am older sometimes than my peers. I am older sometimes than those around me. Uh, and that's okay. There's a lot of advantages that come with that, except for when you go crazy and your body just, it doesn't heal as well as it used to. And that's fine. But I'm learning to maneuver around that. When I got back, I got a massage Tuesday. I went and got a massage and the lady's reaction there when she felt my back was, oh no, sir. And then yesterday I went to get uh, the chiropractor to do the other part. I figured massage first. Yeah. We'll loosen it up. Yeah. You get the pretty hardcore massage. Oh right? yeah. Thai massage. They're like slapping in stuff. Yeah. They're really trying to break you down. But the chiropractor's response was also, oh no. And I've learned early, I think we've mentioned it here. I don't want to, I don't want to fully, uh, let them in on what exactly has happened anymore because what was joy to me, what was kind of exciting to say, like, look, here's why my back is, uh, crooked. They don't enjoy it as much. It makes them more nervous because they, they have more information than me. So they know that this is probably not good long-term for right. me, but I am in a lot of pain today and I'm working through it and I'm going to be fine. I'm doing my DDP yoga, going to the gym. I'm sitting in the sauna, cooking these muscles out. Because this weekend I am wrestling again. Thursday night I'll be in Grimsley, Tennessee. Uh, Bussy reunited in Tennessee. Uh, we're going to be in a wild tag team match with Kenzie Page and her partner. And then Friday I'm going to the Bay for another tag match with AJ Gray. And tag team matches seem to be the talk of the weekend. Most of it at least. But we've got to go all the way back. Now Thursday, it felt like... <sighs> it felt like on Thursday, like some kind of cavern we saw the light at the end of the cavern or something i don't know felt awakening but i'll tell you this peter i can't get into very much detail but i had some incredible meetings that day and part of i think why we've been a little hesitant uh gcw and myself on announcing big gay brunch stuff is we want to make sure we have all the information relevant we want to make sure we're putting the right thing out we will be putting on an incredible show we will definitely be putting on a show at the fair park we're working on some things but it's going to be big. It's going to be exciting. But I had a lot of meetings that day. I'm excited for Atlanta after all that. I'm excited for Effie after all that. I'm excited for GCW after all that. And I think we're going to be going into a whole new world of excitement. Uh, after Thursday, though, my official weekend on the road began heading to Houston, Texas. Now, I don't know if you read the news, Peter, but this weekend in Texas, it was uh, fucked. Yeah. <laughs> fucked. Yeah. So not only is it so cold, you can't believe it. People are like, climate change, what's that? And you're like, well, it's when everything is fucked when it's not supposed to be. I don't think Texas is supposed to be this cold. Their power grid is not supposed to be this cold. We were pretty much fine in Houston, though. Houston's a little more southern. But getting out of Atlanta into Texas, first, a, a nightmare. Uh, and I'll, I'll put it to this. I was checking back in with the universe. Now, I haven't rolled my dice in a week or so. And I started rolling them Friday. And I'm going to let you in on a secret. Oh, you mean literally roll the dice. Rolling my dice to check in on what's going on. I play craps with God just to see what's happening. Okay? And it reads a lot of different ways. 
And now one way I've read this before, when you roll sevens on the board, if you've got a lot of bets out, you're cooked. Okay. If you've been rolling eights and nines and tens and sixes, you're good. You're winning every time. But the second you roll that seven and you got bets on the board, you're cleared. But if you have nothing on the board and you roll sevens, you're kind of fine. Like you're, uh, you're playing the pass. You don't have a number set. You win your little bet on the pass line. You move on. So I'm rolling sevens and I'm going, which way is this going? I'm looking around. There's, I mean, travel disasters Friday. Justice didn't make it. Tremont didn't make it. AJ didn't make it. One of the refs had to drive 17 hours. Shout out to Max Recon. It was just like so crazy that the card that was presented as a GCW wrestling card for that night looked nothing like it by the time it came, but we'll jump back to that. When I land in Houston, I meet up with the one and only uh, Jimmy Lloyd. You're fucking with a different boy. And I'm working at his birthday party next week in New Jersey. So that will be, I assure you, a mess and an exciting time, uh, violence and suffering hosting that. But Jimmy lands and I said, all right, Jimmy, I'll meet you at baggage. Houston airport's massive. Like Atlanta's big, but it's all one direction of like, you go forward, you go backward. Houston's like, we have a little subway that looks like Mr. Rogers made it. We have a big subway that you can't get to that unless you're through security. None of it makes sense. I meet him at baggage and I'm going, Jimmy, this is where your back should be. And he's like, I know the bag is not there. Oh no. So Jimmy goes, it doesn't matter. And, the way I'm going to set this up to you, I've never seen anyone more casual about <laughs> losing their baggage. And it gets more casual, but where I would be just like, oh, God, what do we do? So we go up to the counter, and this is the first step. He goes, yeah, I my bag was supposed to be on this Philly flight. Gave the flight number. Here's the tag. She goes, sir, this is not your name. And he goes, oh. What had happened was when they got on the bridge port, they said, you got to get on the plane. Like, we're boarding the plane. Leave your bag here. We'll bring the tag to your seat. We can bring it to you. He says, okay. They bring him the wrong tag, but it's, you know, you're getting on the flight. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So now she says, this isn't your tag. And he goes, she goes, do you have any ID? And he goes, oh, I put my I put my passport in the suitcase. So now he doesn't have identification, which, once again, you just made a face that was, like, wide open. No cell. No cell. No cell. Doesn't care. Oh, Okay. Is there anything in the bag, you know, that would notate it? Well, some of my wrestling gear. Doesn't have his wrestling gear now. I'm nervous. I'm like, Jimmy, we're going to figure this out. Down the line, they end up getting his bag to Dallas the next day, and he has his gear for his match the next day. But this day, I was like, we got to find gear for Jimmy. There's more on that later. So we get back to the hotel room. We meet up with Jordan Oliver. We meet up with the Grim Reefer. Shout out, Grim Reefer. This was Grim Reefer's first time in Texas, and it was incredible. Because people already knew who he was. The man smokes a joint during the whole first half of the match. And then they woke each other up from their uh, beat-up death by smoking another joint. It's incredible to see in person. It makes sense. It's not hokey. It's beautiful. So it's like death but running on a weed. Right, right. Like you you die and then you like you start smoking the weed. And That's then everybody amazing. wakes up and keeps fighting. And it's, it's incredible. Amazing. It's incredible. It's just so much fun to watch. Uh, but we decide at that point. I go, boys, here's the deal. It's like 11 in the morning. There's... We have so much time. The show's at 8 p.m. It's cold. Hotel rooms are boring. I said, I got the AMC pass, which I put over the AMC pass all the freaking time on here. It's incredible. It should be sponsoring our show. When you use the pass, you get rewards as if you were paying without the pass. And what I'm getting at is I had extra, you know, like credits and rewards. I said, do you guys want to go see the new Jackass movie? They said, of course. So Reefer said, I'm going to take a nap. I didn't blame him. Jordan Oliver, Effie, Jimmy Lloyd, we went to see Jackass. Now, Jordan Oliver is like 23, and Jimmy's like 23, 
and I'm 31 and I'm going to the movies. And this will make more sense in a minute because you're going, oh, Jackass, whatever. I've been watching Jackass since I was like a kid, a, yeah. a young child. Yeah. It's been there. Yeah. We've seen the movies. It's been 10 years since the movie. I feel old when I look at Johnny Knoxville. He oh, makes me feel old. He now. made me feel very old that whole movie. And it's fine. It is. Steve O made me feel old too. Good for yeah, Steve O. Oh my though. God. He's living it. Now, Jimmy Lloyd is friends with one of the new cast members, Zach. And he comes out to a lot of the GCW shows. He's very cool. I think I've said hey to him once. But Jimmy like knows him. So Jimmy's like sending snaps through the movie of like, yo, bro, we're seeing your movie. And he was like pumped. And that's like the coolest thing ever to be like, oh my God, the torch is passing. We know the torch. It's beautiful. But I'm not going to lie to you. 65 to 70% of this movie, there is a lightly spandex clothed and or bare cock on the screen. Okay. There is an endless amount of penis in this film. This film seems like something you'd make as a prank to force people to look at penises in many different aspects. Here's a penis with bees. Here's a ping pong paddle penis. It's just, and they're not like, it's not like they were like flexing out dicks on the screen. Like, look how cool our dicks are. These are like just the most regular textbook looking little wangers. And you're going, well, now wait a second. What, how's the story going to read here when people know this movie is all dicks? That old dad Effie took the kids out to see Jackass. To see the dick movie. And Effie took us to see all the penises all day. We had to look at penises with him all day. And so like my old man brain's going like this. The optics on this are not great. <laughs> I'm eating my dry pretzel bits going, this is tough. This is a tough one. But everybody had a good time. It was good. But it also, like, when we got out, there was at least a conversation of, like, that was a that was a lot of dicks, right, guys? Yeah, it was too many dicks. All right, cool. I'm glad we can agree. We get it back together. It is cold. Once again, I want to clear this. We make our way to the arena. We get there. Thank God for Houston, Texas, because they stay growing those plants, and they kept us good all night. The building where we wrestled in Houston, Texas is on a concrete slab, and it's metal on all the walls with no insulation. Now, many people would say, wait a second, didn't you guys just wrestle in the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York? Isn't this a downgrade? No, it's not, Peter, because the fans are just as fervent and just as excited to see wrestling, but it is fucking cold. It is so cold, and they started hooking up propane heaters, right? Okay. Oh, this will help. It didn't help at all. The floor was just as cold. I mean, this is frozen earth. And then I said to myself, well, once the people all start coming in and eating and drinking and breathing their air, you know, which we're deep enough into the pandemic where I can say breathe on me, I think, safely. I'm I'm vaxxed and boosted and all the things. So breathe, breathe on me and get it warmer. No warmth. There is no warmth. But let me tell you, if this show didn't slap the fuck off, Peter, because everybody got there and number one, we're going, half the fucking roster didn't make it. What do we do? Well, we rip it. So we changed the whole card. Jimmy Lloyd, of course, and Brett are over there just like putting together the coolest thing ever. Jimmy comes up to me. And I mean, the point where I changed into my gear was like as quick as possible. And then immediately I'm like back on. Let me put my sweatsuit back on. It's yeah. like, I am cold. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. My brain doesn't work. But Jimmy's like, should we do a cage match at the end of the night? And I was like, yeah, you definitely should do a cage match at the end of the night. And I'm glad you're thinking in this way. Cause I'm thinking, how do I get warm at all? And you're going, we should build a metal cage around us and get more hardcore and put glass in there. God bless Jimmy Lloyd. Jimmy Lloyd is a VIP. So I'm having a match with Brian Keith. Now, Brian Keith is a mean motherfucker. Y'all. 
and this building is freezing. And when I get out there, I'm like, listen, if I don't bleed from something in this match, my nipples are going to make somebody bleed because they're harder than diamonds right now out here. I'm in as little clothing as possible, which is typical, but these new trunks, even more scandalous. Uh, and I'm trying to warm up all I can. And poor Brian Keith, between Dave Meltzer running his mouth and me being cold as anything, I was clocking this boy left and right. And that's just not nice to do, but he ate that shit. I also, as you probably saw, flip, front flipped myself from the top to the concrete floor that I was saying was too cold. It did not warm me up at all. It didn't work. And then when I ran back in the ring, I threw a kick immediately up, like in the corner. And I was like, oh, my body was definitely not stretched for this. And after that impact of the floor, I don't feel great. So was it the longest match of all time? It was not. Did we survive that fucking brutality? We did. And did Jimmy and Atticus and Sadika and Chris Carter go into that cage and just get covered in blood and go nuts at 10.30 p.m. in a frozen freaking building? They did. It was incredible. What a magical moment. Now, here's what's crazy. All the people on this show were wrestling in Dallas the next day. Uh, GCW was doing two dates in Texas. But myself, I was going back to Florida for fest wrestling. And I only say this to say, I'm looking around. And I'd like to check. I want to make sure everybody's taken care of. Last thing you want at the end of the night is somebody's like, I don't know where to go. I'll sleep in my car. I got room. I've got the suite at the hotel. Once again, Peter, we do get the suite. Pull out couch, whatever. I'm like, do you need a, you need a place? You need a place? No, we're going to Dallas. We're going to Dallas. We're going to Dallas. I got that suite to myself that night, my oh, man. And earlier in the day, we had gone to the movie theater in the mall in Houston, Texas, and I had picked up some hibachi chicken with rice and vegetables as to try to be a little bit healthier than just normally I get three dip cones from Dairy Queen and eat them as fast as I can. And that's sort of my, that's my fuel for the day. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You got me on that one. I was like, what? No, I don't. I only eat two at a time. I got back to the room. I set my bags down. I was like, wait a second. I have the room to myself. There's chicken hibachi here. I have a rolled adult cigarette. It was incredible, but also how much time did I get to spend in there? Three hours total. So I literally, I like smoked, I ate, I had my shower, I slept for two hours, back on the plane, back to Atlanta, Georgia. Easy flight, Houston to Atlanta, fun time. The problem is my lovely partner, AJ, was celebrating his birthday weekend. And when we share a car, he gets priority because it's his car. And so I needed a car to go to Florida and I had to pick up a rental. And y'all are going, I don't want to hear about you standing in the rental car line. Peter, this is this is me. And it's not a flex. But I just have to say, like, sometimes it's okay to spend money to get where you need to go. Yeah. I got in the line for the car that I had reserved. And you pay, like, a $50 reservation fee. And I was like, this line is not moving. I can see what they're telling people up here, which is we're out of most cars. We don't have cars. You have to wait. Maybe they'll be here in an hour. And I peeked over the side and I said... Enterprise doesn't have a line. So my ass went down there. I got the exact same car as my boyfriend. Picked that thing up. Met at the house. And now Cranberry could not come to the mountain weekend. And so our neighbor watched her Friday but when he had left. And I was now picking her up. And I was taking her to Fest Wrestling. But I wasn't alone. Because Bobby Flacco, WWA 4 Zone, student of AR Fox, Wild Style, Bob's here. Bobby Flacco rode with me as well. And so we hopped in this car Saturday morning, and we drove our asses to Florida. We drove straight down to Florida. We went to Gainesville, and there was a tag team tournament fixing to happen. Now, here's the thing about tournaments. Peter, 
it's a lot of wrestling if you're good at it. And if you're bad at it, it's embarrassing. So I was teaming up with one of my classic tag team partners, Beastly. Beastly is a beast. Beast also excels at doing like fantasy cosplay wrestling because he's such a wild looking dude that he can play all these crazy cosplay characters and it's awesome. But teaming with him is great because we think on the same brave, like brain wing, brain wing, brain wing. Yep. Brain wing. We think on the same brain wing. And so things are looking good. So first round of the love cup fest wrestling, Heather Monroe, Andy Brown, after a clack clack fan off wrestling is gay. Wrestling is dot gay. Get the fans. Get the shirts. It's gone Friday, people. This will be up probably today or Thursday. I don't know. It's gone Friday. Wrestling is dot gay. Get on top of it. It's not a game. America, think about what you want going forward. Heather Monroe, Andy Brown, conquer them. We steal the win out. Well, it's never a steal. I mean, we won. We won the match. It was a win. Uh, But then you go, oh, shit. We got to go to round two. We got to wrestle again. Luckily... My body wasn't uh, falling apart, Peter. Spoiler, it was falling. My body was falling apart. And there's a certain point when you have been wrestling a lot. It happens on these collective weekends. It happens on these, you know, whatever. Whenever you're stacking shows, whenever you're doing tournaments, your body starts to feel like it's bumping easier. And in the moment, that's great. It's a great feeling in the moment because you're just kind of floating. You're flying around. You're doing your thing. You get in the rhythm of wrestling. But what that means, too, is your body's really going to feel it later. Because if you're just flowing through it now and you're just taking all those bumps and you're like, I feel all right. We'll do another round, whatever, whatever. It means you're going to feel it later. Like I said, I am. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it in my body. Second round, though, was a big match because we were taking on the team of Artsy Fartsy, which is the team of Edith Surreal. She is an artist. She is living art. She is beautiful and wonderful and violent. And Erica Lee, aka Pee Pee Poo Poo, Poo Poo Pee Pee. She's got a poop emoji on her knee. She's incredible. Artsy Fartsy. Team Artsy Fartsy. Now, if. Okay, I get it. <laughs> if people see this match, they're going to be like, yo, Effie, you got your ass stretched the fuck out by Edith Surreal. And they would be correct, okay? I got my ass kicked. I was beat up all over. But here's the facts, people. We still pulled out the win. Top rope, rough rider, sack rider. It was incredible. It was a big moment. We had a good time. Beastly, we win the second round. Once again, here we are. We got to wrestle again. We got to do it again. So now I'm at, I'm at, you know, match four of a two-day period. I'm going, my hip does not feel good from last night. I've been throwing myself all around. Round three, it goes too long. I get duct taped to a pole. I get thrown through a door. I get attacked. These guys are both 350 pounds. Shout out to Grit, who kicked my ass. TJ Boss, Montana Black, kicked my ass. Uh, we lost in the finals. Now, I told you, it's embarrassing to lose in the first round, right? But it's, I mean, at least when you get to the end, you fought, you fought. But also, you get that close and you lose. So then it was like, well, we should rest after this. Right, Peter? We should just take yeah. a little rest. Hell no. Hell no. My ass drove all the way back to Atlanta. This is where it just you start going, you idiot. Me and Bob got in the car, Cranberry with us. She got to hang out with everyone all night. And it's rare she'll come out, but she was literally, like, she went in the main dressing room, sat on the couch. People just took turns took turns going up to her and petting her and hanging out with her. And I'd be, like, running around, like, I got to check on my dog. Oh, where's my dog? And every time I walk in there, it's like, hey, we're just, we're all chilling here. She loves me. She likes hanging out with me, making new friends. <laughs> Not worried about me. She didn't like watching me get beat up. That's normal. Yeah. AJ shares the same sentiment. 
But afterwards, I was Your like, "You ready?" Loves you. They do. They do love me, but they have to understand that you know this is the way I make this my is, violent yeah. living. Yeah, this is how it goes. Yeah, uh, this is how I pay for the dog food, <laughs> cranberry. And you know, Bobby Flacco, he's used to doing a lot of these long drives. I know he goes to Florida a lot, but he was sort of even looking at me like, "You good, dog?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm good." And he was like, "Cause you, you got your, you know." You got your clock rocked a lot, and you were getting beat up a lot. And I was like, oh, no, baby. We are good. We're good to go. I drove my ass all the way home. We got back at like 5.30. So I was like, oh, well, I have plenty of time. The rental car is not due till 10 a.m. I lug everything out of the car, clean this car, lay down for a lovely hour, thank God. And I woke back up, and I drove that car down to the rental station. I parked that motherfucker. I sprayed it with some blunt effects. Shout out Bobby Flacco, who kept the whole trip just rowdy. Uh, and then I got on the Marta and rode home. AJ was not home yet. They had left, you know, the cabin and were coming back. So I just walked my ass home from the Marta station, Peter. I said, a good you know little what? walk. It's about a mile. And I was hurting and I'm carrying stuff and I'm, you know, not a lot of stuff because I had cleaned the car out pretty much, but... That final walk home, that final, like, you're looking around Buckhead, you've ridden the train all the way home, and it's that meme of somebody at a party where everybody's talking and having fun, and the guy's in the corner, and he's like, they don't know I bumped over 41 times this weekend, and my body is shattering, you know, like, but you kind of get to look around and go like, you know what, good morning, Atlanta, Sunday morning, we're here, it's sunny, it's cold, it's not as cold as Texas, and I've got time now to just relax today, and luckily, that's what we did, you know? AJ got home. A few of his friends were still there. We relaxed, watched movies, had a good time. And by about 3 o'clock, Peter, I slept until the next day. Oh, damn. 3 o'clock, I said, I'll go take a nap. And then I was like, maybe I'll stream. Maybe I'll do this. I'll get my laundry done. (laughs) No, sir. I laid down. I woke up, and he was like, it's like midnight. And I was like, I'm done. (laughs) Bye. Like, it wasn't even like a get up and get a snack. It was like, we are cooked. Goodbye. Take me to your leader. Took that nap, man. And... I needed it and I needed more of it. And I went, you know, to work after that, trying to get my body back to normal. But what is normal? We've had our break time. We've had our time off. It is now, you know, the second week of February. I'm looking forward at my schedule and I'm adding even more to it because I'm just an idiot. And I'm going, oh, we're we're riding high. I don't have time off for a long time. It's time to click it into high gear. They're ready. We talked about, you know, press and we talked about the New Yorker last week. And I think it's fun that a lot of these press items come up. I don't worry about them. I don't think about them. But I I had a random person that I used to shoot weddings with reach out, reach out to me and be like, I saw your friend in the New Yorker. Like, Holy shit. Random. <laughs> Holy shit. That's incredible. But I do want to say this as a teaser because I like teasing our people. And Peter, we can do that in this moment. I just showed you something before we started recording. You just made the face of a face and I love it. I think we're about to get some very interesting press, Peter. So just know things are staying exactly as they are. We are still going to be here talking crap. I'm still going to be on Twitch. I'm still going to be professionally wrestling in metal buildings. And that will be the most confusing part at all. Because we're about to buckle into some weirdo stuff, Peter. And I'm very, very excited about it. You, I've known about this for maybe close to a year. Oh, yeah. And... My just knowing about it and then seeing little you've dropped little breadcrumbs where you've been able to. And what you just showed me, I wasn't prepared for. It's very cool. And also, I think when I think of things like this, where you're like, historically, like if you look at uh, someone's career, look at anyone's career and they go, oh, well, 
I don't have to do anything because I've got this thing coming. Like I can think of all these movies where like things don't come. And so in my mind you go, you know what? That's great. That's great. That's great. But like every opportunity, it, no opportunity is the goal. I listened to this crazy podcast over the weekend about, and this seems really out of left field, but I've been thinking about it a lot uh, because it's this eight episode thing. It's the guy who did, it doesn't matter. It's about this letter that was released that they believe was a forgery in English school systems where certain schools were, um, since England and the Church of England requires that the schools that are publicly funded have faith, they were allowed to use the Muslim faith. And so they were having uh, Muslim meetings and their teachers were letting them do prayer. And there was like a forged letter that came out that was like, all these people are trying to radicalize these students. They're forcing all these bad things. And even though there was proof after proof that this letter was false and this letter was not based in anything truthful, uh, people still fell for it and they won't talk about it and they won't get into it. And the young reporter who is also a Muslim, who is, this is like his big grad story. He's coming out of it. He's meeting with an older guy who is from South Africa, also Muslim and was one of the educators who's not allowed to educate anymore because of the changes enacted in the laws because of this fake letter. He said, look, man, he said, the goal is never the goal. The goal is the struggle. He says, struggle is the greatest goal. As long as you're struggling against what you think is wrong or towards what you think is cool, like that is the goal. Don't put, don't put tax on it. So what I'm saying, Peter, is we've continued struggling. There's never been a goal. And struggle is not a bad thing. People hear struggle and they're like, oh, I don't want to struggle with anything. Struggle is the do. It's the effort. E-F-F-Y-R-T. It's the effort you put in. And as long as we are finding joy and putting that effort forward and achieving the next thing and taking excitement when we do achieve things, but also saying these are just symptoms of a larger thing, which is trying to progress towards what you think is the right way. We've just got to keep struggling. You'll never get a clear answer on what anything means, but we have to just struggle forward and communicate and uh, create our world. I really enjoyed that podcast. I wish I could remember the name of it now. Such an incredible read. I'm going to pull it up here. I have the name of it here. That's beautiful. I really like that. The, the struggle is the way. Oh, the Trojan horse affair about the Trojan horse letters. The Trojan horse affair, eight episodes. It is frustrating and fascinating and wonderful and interesting and, uh, Approaches from all sides. I think it's beautiful. Peter, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I think we're moving toward. I'm glad Mercury is out of retrograde. My goodness, it feels that. I think. I think there's hidden things on the horizon that we don't even look at that are right in front of us, Peter. That I think will be great. I think so too. I'm fascinated by it all. Do we have? Did anybody reach out to us to we, talk with us yes, this week? Yes, indeed. Oh, this is exciting. Yeah, I don't know if people understand this. When I'm like on planes and stuff, I will literally go through a season of a podcast at one and a half times speed, which is why I kind of talk fast here so people can't one and a half times speed me because it would be very confusing. Uh, but I like getting the information in. And I've also been in airports so much that I know every conversation that can pretty much come up with like airport staff or people there. So you can have on noise cancellation and nobody even knows that you're not listening because you know what they're saying. You read the lips enough. There's only like seven phrases they're going to utter. So you can kind of pick it up. So I got a lot of time to kill podcasts. Oddly enough, this is from Dana White. Probably not the Dana White, though. Pay your fighters, Dana White. Have you heard? This is totally off topic. I just heard a rumor that, uh, uh, is it Jake Paul, Logan Paul? One, who is the fighter? Jake Paul is the fighter, right? He's starting a competition, like a competing UFC. <sighs> Hold on. Let me make sure because I don't want to. I know they've both done things. Hey, Siri, which Paul brother is the fighter? Okay. I found this on the web for which Paul brother is it's the fighter. It's Jake Paul. Check it out. 
but it looks like Logan has called his own brother out to fight him. Wow. This is huge. This is huge. The Paul battle. We'll have, we'll have live exclusive commentary on the Paul brothers battle. Kane, Abel, sit your ass down. Logan and Jake are here. Okay. I, wow. We are like drowning in questions right now. I love this. this. Let's knock them out. I got nowhere to be right this second. We'll knock some questions out here. All righty. This is from Dana White. Hi, Effie and Peter. I bought your perfume oil from Black Phoenix Aqua. Oh, this email confused the shit out of me because my, the magic store I go to is called Phoenix and Dragon. And I read it. Like you thought the, I had it in the magic I, store? I was just like, wait, wait, hold on. What is what going you on know? here? <laughs> it was deeper than you thought. I bought your perfume oil from Black Phoenix Alchemy Labs a couple months ago, and I really love it. It's such a clean scent. I'm really into fragrances, and I was wondering what it is like to work with B-Pal to make your own perfume. Do you think we could get some Effie variant scents in the future? <laughs> also, Peter, if you can make your own signature fragrance, what would that smell like? I love this question. It's a great question. Now, people don't know the full perfume story, and this is something I bring up oftentimes to discuss what I like to call uh, retro-future marketing, which is a dumb word for something very basic. Now, I will sometimes get an idea in my head, Peter, and I will say, uh, this sounds great, and I will commit to it to myself permanently, but without any of the knowledge of how to get it done. But I will get it done. The first time uh, I can think of doing that was when I wanted to create a perfume line. So I myself... <laughs> Bought all the fragrances, bought all the perfumers alcohol, bought all the bottles, got labels made, shipped it all myself, sold 100 bottles in a month. And after that, people were like, yo, Effie has a fragrance? And I was like, yeah, and it's sold out. And they were like, you should do it again. And I was like, no, it sucks. I don't want to do I mean, 100 bottles of perfume and sold it for not as much as I should have. I'm not doing it again. So I did it again, and I sold the bottles out like double time this time. And then the discussion after it was like, yeah, he used to have a scent. He had his own fragrance. He like, so weird. Well, that spreads as a story. And luckily, our friends at Black Phoenix Alchemy Lab, who make a lot of sense for people like drag queens, for authors like Neil Gaiman, like crazy amounts of wild scents, really into some dark magic stuff too. And they came to me and said, is this something that you want to go forward with? And now I have a permanent home for the scents that I created. And it is a slight variation from the first, but it is a... It is supposed to be an invocation scent. It's supposed to be a scent of uh, awakening your sort of, I don't want to say your passions, but your senses a little bit. It is a unisex fragrance. It works with everybody. And it sort of smells a little different on everybody. It's supposed to allegedly work with your pheromones to give off different strengths within the scent. Not that it makes sense appear, uh, but I think having that momentum of an item that is odd enough to our world in wrestling that is small enough quantity to mean something. And then people want to talk about it. It looked cool. The bottles were sick. The art was sick. We made it look cool. You could buy it from me. Uh, and that's how they say, Hey, you know, you've proven that you can do this. You've proven that you can sell fragrance and that you know what you want it to smell like. And luckily working with them, they now make the fragrance for me. It is made in the same way that I would probably theirs is a perfume oil, which is a, uh, it's a higher concentrate. You don't need much. You put a little on. It stays longer. Alcohol dissipates. You know, alcohol goes away. The strongest you're going to smell with your Carolina Herrera is right when you smell it. And hopefully later it's there. But the perfume oils, they mix with your skin. They're right there. They're safe. I also have a beard oil, which is of the same scent. Uh, I use it on my mustache. That's Daddy delightful. beard oil. It's a little cheaper than the fragrance. So it might be a, a good starting point for people. BlackPhoenixAlchemyLab.com. 
It's called Daddy by Effie. We're all daddies. I love that. That's fantastic. It's hot. Peter, what's your scent? What are you thinking? Uh, well, I obviously everything for me has to be tied into some kind of magical something. And so I've been lately, I bought a bottle of frankincense from a little street vendor over on the Beltline. And that has been delightful. But I thought you could do like, you could do something cool with like the birth of Jesus and then also like the death. So like you have all what the wise men brought him, but you also got like some like leather and, you know, maybe like a little metallic in there something. I love that. Combine all those together. Bring it in. Uh, I was wearing a, a strawberry bubblegum leather scent for a while by Nobody's Watching Wrestling with Black Phoenix Alchemy Lab. And I think back to, you know, if you're talking about the sense of Jesus' birth, I, there is, you know my, my thoughts on how Jesus was probably a little, a little light-footed as I am. And you think about, what are we going to bring this baby who's out here in the farm? We better bring him some gold and some incense, some frankincense, and I've got a little myrrh we can bring him. The whole thing just reeks of making that baby into a queen as quick as they could. And then what's he doing? Walking around with 12 guys in a dress? I, I digress. It's a good idea for a scent. I, see, I say we go for it. Maybe we can work it out. Maybe the weekend at Effie scent is a darkness and we bring that full Peter to the forefront. I'm going to just interview you on the show one day. People are ready for it. They're like, shut up for a second. We just want to hear Peter. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, fun fact uh, a lot of astrologers view the 12 disciples not as real people but the 12 zodiac signs be a lot cooler if he was walking around with a with a Capricorn (laughs) (laughs) this is my good friend Sagittarius Uh, you got both my major placements in there I'm like half Capricorn and half Sagittarius listen Peter you've already got your role you're Peter okay have you you seen the Righteous Gemstones? Uh, like bits and pieces of it. Dude, he named that baby Pontius. <laughs> oh my Pontius. god. Pontius. <laughs> my good son Pontius. Okay. We have another question here from Anthony. Hi, Effie and Peter. If you both don't mind answering, I have a question for you both. For Effie, I have two questions actually. Which wrestling promotion do you enjoy watching on a regular basis? Any promotion, not just on TV. And two, which promotion have you not worked for but want to? I'm hoping to come to Seattle soon. My BF and I love you. Hell yes. Uh, So I've been watching a lot of Paradigm Pro lately because they feature a lot of new talent. They let everybody wrestle the match style they want to wrestle. I think that's very cool. I've been watching a lot of Limitless Wrestling for a long time. I think Limitless is very cool. They're doing something in Maine that is impressive. Uh, And recently I've been tuning into more Journey Pro out in Kansas City. I think... They are a uh, a very condensed Midwest deep punch to to their version of wrestling, and I think that's very cool. And I also look for juxtaposition, and there's a lot of juxtaposition with what they are doing, their style of wrestling, and what I am doing that I think often could play well off each other. But I will say my big goal right now, and we just announced a little bit with GCW, that we will be coming to the UK, but I'm trying to make that trip uh, a longer endeavor. So hopefully... I will line up with a few of the British promotions I've been looking at, uh, the United Kingdom promotions all over, and we can make some time for Effie. I want to call it uh, Effie, Effie Uncut, Cause, you know, because it, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, you know and, uh, okay, all right. <laughs> I feel like I missed something. <laughs> you know, because they don't circumcise over there. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Peter. 
Oh. Uh, that's fantastic. We are seeking sponsors too. I don't, you have more questions? Yeah. yeah we do, Way more? Or let's do another one and then we'll save one. Um, okay. So the second half of this is for me and part of this, they just wanted feedback on their photos, which I will look at that and write you back. I love that. I, I'm 100% about giving that. Um, for Peter, I really enjoy your style of photography and I've been wondering what inspired you to start this project and your process behind it. Um, basically I felt that photography is really fucking lame for a long time and haven't, it would just for years and years and years, it was like, okay, I'm doing corporate stuff. I'm doing advertising stuff. I'm shooting weddings. I'm doing all this crap for other people. Like, what is the thing that makes me actually excited in this? And I just started experimenting with a bunch of old photography techniques uh, doing stuff that you're like, my favorite thing about photography is all the shit that they tell you you're not supposed to do. Like there's a certain way you're supposed to shoot things. Well, I like doing the opposite of that and making it so good that you can't deny that even though I've done something quote unquote bad, yeah. you can't deny that it looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Visually you're like, this is great. And they're like, the techniques aren't proper. And you're exactly. Like, no one cares. Exactly. Like the word, the, the best worst thing that happened to me, because when I was, I was in advertising school and they treat this whole thing, like you're working in the advertising field while you're here. So we'd have these end of quarter assessments where you'd go in, you have to put like a full suit on and everything. And they basically just like hand your ass to you as far as like all your photos suck. And here's why they all suck. And the thing that I kept getting was, you've technically done this completely wrong, but I love it. And so I'm upset with you for doing it incorrect, for not following our advice and how you're technically supposed to perform this stuff, but it looks so good that I can't really be that mad about it, which was just fuel for the fire for me. Lucy is, Lucy's not happy with you doing things by the book, which I like. And the more you talk about that, I go, this is, this is why guys get frustrated in wrestling too. There's corporate wrestling where they give you instruction and you use the skills of photography to take your photograph the way they want. But like I said, we, we're not guys who wrestle for the back. We're not guys who photography for the photographers. We're doing it for the world to take in our vision, man. You know all the right ways to do it. And now you can fucking Pollock that shit all the way wild style and yeah. just let your art be free. And also I think what confuses people in a time of being able to manipulate a photo into whatever you want it to be, what you're doing, and I think a lot of people don't realize it, is it's un it's untouched. Mm -hmm. It's like unaffected. You are literally flashing this art onto people and capturing that exact moment. And it's not you're not adding colors and lighting and changing things afterwards. And that's like, I think that's the, like the work of it. When you, when you mine and harvest your gold, you know, you could paint a piece of gold on top, but you found it in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, Beautiful. exactly. And that, that is one thing that is particular about this. Everything you're seeing is in camera. It's insane. And I say this as someone who's been Photoshopped many times. That's insane. Which, yeah, that's, uh, if you know my personality, you would understand that this project is like six years of me trying to shove something into something else, and I got there. <laughs> I know when you did our Christmas uh, pictures for the Christmas card that AJ was very confused, and he was like, why are the points out, why are this? And then he saw, and he was like, oh, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. There are things that look like other things, but they're not those things. You just got to let the, you got to let the artist paint, Okay. And that's, I mean, that's what I got down to is I don't, I'm not interested in doing shit for other people. I want to, I want to play how I want to play this game. Yeah. And that's why I'm at where I'm at now. Look at us, Peter. We're playing our own game, man. I'm glad our games have crossed each other. We've, we've, uh, shooting stars on a path, you know, 
Who knows? It's Who knows where it'll go? We're uh, because I've, I've looked both through your natal chart and mine, and we both show up in each other's friends' houses. I mean, that's incredible. Let's stay in the friends' houses. Like I say, everybody's a. We're on a a big circle, and sometimes you think the circle's closed, and it's never closed. Sometimes the circle's even bigger than you think. It might cross each other again. Circles are never closed. God damn. I know. All right. If you want to sponsor weekendatfes at gmail.com, or if you have questions for us. If you want to buy wrestling is gay stuff, wrestling is dot gay. Make sure you follow me, Effie Lives, on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, and make sure you follow Peter at Low Sky Dance. Check out the dog, check out the art, check out the magic, and uh let's let's keep fighting the technique.